Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It's a Don't Wake Up Live edition. Mm-hmm. Ari Wasserman joins. It is his first night home alone with the baby. She's asleep. We hope she doesn't wake up. I'm going to try to keep Ari quiet so he doesn't wake her up. Yeah, this is this is a kind of a landmark in every parent's life. Uh, my fiance is out on the road for business because she has a much more important job than I do. And I am here being Mr. Mom. So I did the bath by myself. I did tender time by myself. All these things. Fed the baby. She's now out of a swaddle. Did you, did you, read, her, did you read her a book? I read her a book. We have a, we have a whole routine. Um, these books are really, like I was thinking to myself, actually, now that you bring it up, they're so easy to write. I feel like I could write them. And a lot of them like have like 150 total words. <laughs> 150 Ari's total words. Imagining, yes, but you have to choose the correct 150. This is the this is the problem. You and I, we write these things that are several thousand words long, and I don't know that either of us could boil it down to the correct 150. Like red hat, green hat, blue hat. Oops, that's just genius. Yeah, I don't even I, know if I got the colors right. I'm assuming that while. some of the people. And some of the books, like the Dr. Seuss books, I mean, I don't know, like the books that we grew up reading. Well, Dr. Some, Seuss was a, yeah, he, he was on another level. But yeah, but just the, like the, everything the in journalism, the there's some good sports writers and some some okay ones and there's yeah. some bad ones. I feel like I could be at least a bad baby book writer. I'm sure there is, but I mean, I, I think we've covered that ground in Elf when they're in the pitch meeting with Peter Dinklage. Where where the <laughs> that's right? Was it Andy Richter? Who one of, one of the one of the guys is like he's a he's an asparagus, but he hates himself because his pee smells funny. Like that's there are bad baby book ideas. There are probably some a lot of terrible ones. We just never they never see the light of day. Yeah, I I think I'm going to try to give it a shot. If I'm ever in a position where I have uh, some time to actually consider uh, a subject and stuff, but it's like. Look, it's a fish. There's one book that we read. It says, good night, lamp, good night, fish, good night. And it's just a good night, a bunch of random things. And then good night, night moon. I think it's a very famous book. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yes. So, so whoever wrote good night moon is just a genius. Whoever wrote good night moon has their own yacht. And when they walk off their own yacht, they step into a Rolls Royce. So he's throwing money at people. Uh, whoever wrote that, she's throwing she lobsters he, at people shirtless. I, 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 I think they're, they're shirtless. I, I'm not, I'm not I, doubting I the fact that that person now made I'm a ton of money. The, if it's a very famous book and everybody has it, what I'm asking you specifically is, do you think that, okay, I don't think Margaret wise Brown is shirtless. I apologize <laughs> to Margaret wise Brown. Do you think that Margaret wise Brown is a genius? Uh, I think she is now. So she wrote that book in 1947. Okay. 
She actually passed away in 1952. Oh. She wrote Goodnight Moon and the Runaway Bunny. Yeah, that that's actually very sad. She passed away at the age of 42 in 1952. Well, so no, she I never feel like got to, to enjoy the spoils of, of a best, 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 best seller. I mean, I'm sure her family is still cashing checks from how many, I mean, apparently you said everybody reads this book, but the question I have is just because a lot of people bought it or just because it's famous or just because everybody reads the same books to their children, does that mean that every single person who wrote a children's book's a genius? No, every person who wrote a good children's book that made tons of money is a genius. Like where the wild things are. Now that's not for, for your kid's age. That's a, that's an older book, but that's pretty awesome. Like that book is spectacular, but a lot of that's about the art too. Uh, but I feel like the illustrations, the illustrations in these things are, are probably way more important than the words. You, you have snuggle puppy, right? Like, if so we don't, have, I'm going to mail you a copy. We had to uh, nail shelves to the wall, which I was in charge of. Mm-hmm. And one is crooked because I was in charge. And there's like a million books in there. And we're kind of trying to do a rotation every night where we read her a new one. Uh, some are more impressive to me than others. What's your favorite? Like from in, in a literary sense. Um, I don't remember what they're all called. So you'll have to forgive me. But they're oh, just give me the plot. I think I the, give, the giving it. tree is a good. We have that. That, well, that, yeah, the yeah, that's a good tree. one. Um, there's one about how this mother rocks the baby to sleep and then rocks the baby, the 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 child to sleep, then rocks the adult to sleep, and then she dies. And then the 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 kid rocks his mom to sleep and says, I still love you, and then rocks his daughter to sleep. It's like kind of a sad book, but I, I think that's kind of touching. But like I'm, I'm not necessarily impressed with good night, baby, good night, moon, good night, lamp, good night, whatever. It's like anybody can just write good night, whatever. And then get an illustrator to do it. And then just, you know, I don't know. I'm arrogant enough to think I can do all sorts of jobs. So Sandra Boynton is the one who wrote the the blue hat, green hat, oops book and snuggle puppy and barnyard dance and Mooba la la la. She's a genius. Now she's just cranking the cranking these things out. You know, yeah, she's she the James Patterson this. of baby books. Okay, I, I yes, just, or the Sue Grafton, or yes, who like there, there's there's one for every letter of the alphabet. Okay, I, but I not just the googled, hippopotamus. That's a classic. I googled famous baby books, and we have a few of these. Okay, so Goodnight Moon, I guess was famous. Uh, Brown Bear, we have that one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Pika, that's a great Pika one. Who? Brown Bear, Brown Bear. What do you see? Yeah, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. We have that one. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Love You Forever. That's the one that I like, I think. Love oh. You Forever paperback. It got a five out of five. You have to sleep. 87%. That came out when my son, right around the time my son was born, and everybody thought it was really funny to give us that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe one day if I'm in a position where I don't have a job, you never know. Could happen. I'll try to Ari, one of these things. Sandra Boynton has sold over 70 million books. We are in the wrong line of work. You also should like Google Harry Potter, which I've never read because I don't like that type of stuff. But I've read all of them cover to cover, and I've waited in line at a Walmart to buy a Harry Potter book. For you or for your children? Uh, J.K. Rowling has a lot of my money. Because you're like into it? I love it. Yeah. I, um, I'm i a Slytherin, Ari. I, I get into but I'm, it. But I'm kind of on the cusp. I'm like a reverse of Harry. You know, Harry's a, a Gryffindor but but kind of a little bit of Slytherin. He's a, he's a parcel tongue. He can speak snake. 
Uh, I'm I'm the other way. I'm a Slytherin, but have Gryffindor traits. I've I've taken the totally. I've taken the the, the quiz on Pottermore. Yeah, it's, I have no it, idea. It, it's what the same every time. Single word that just came out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> I I don't. I get into fights with my friends about this, and I'll, I'll ask you this. I'm not much of a sci-fi fantasy land type person. Like I don't like the Marvel movies. I'm not a big comic book guy. I don't like fantasy. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just like missing the boat on it, but to me, I feel like it's so much easier to write when you're not bound from any reality. Like if you could like write anything, it's, you can just kind of make that's it up where as you're you go. wrong. The, the best thing about sci-fi and fantasy is the world building. You have to create the rules of the world yourself. If, if you can't create rules for your world or build a good world, your, your story sucks. Like, so the best sci-fi and the best fantasy build the worlds and then you want to live in it. And it's not just sci-fi and fantasy. Like world building is important in any sort of creative endeavor when it's fiction. Like John Wick, prime example. Like I would watch a TV show or a series of movies about the hotel in John Wick. That is a beautiful piece of world building. And... So if you look at your, your big sci-fi and fantasy franchises, your Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, all of those, beautiful world building. I, I'll give you one that I just watched on Netflix. And I, I'm not an anime person, so I did not see the original. But Cowboy Bebop, they did a live, live action version of that. That is a tremendous piece of world building where you're like, I understand the rules of this world, how it works, and now I can invest in these characters. So it's actually much harder than you think. Maybe I'm just lack imagination because that's all I hear from my friends whenever I tell them. Like, I think that Star Wars is like the greatest uh, racket in the history of humanity. Like, I feel like they well, keep. Well, it's a very simple story. But they if also you, keep really releasing it, it and re-releasing it and re-releasing it and re-releasing it. And everybody goes and they have to go and they have to go. And from what I understand, the movies are starting to suck. And that they just keep making them and they keep making them and they keep making well, the, them. The, but the ancillary properties are good. Like, The Mandalorian is basically an interstellar western so the mandalorian is yellowstone set in that galaxy but don't you think yellowstone is just better because our world is big enough and like no, there's the crazy I think stuff that both happens great i mean there's certain there's a lot of things about yellowstone that i don't believe like there's a ma- I, I'm, I, I'm not this is over a year old at this point there's a massive shootout downtown Boy- bozeman montana a bomb went off in an office and blew it up. Uh, the agriculture commissioner, someone came in, guns blazing, and he mowed them down in broad daylight and then went and found the other guys and mowed them down in broad daylight with officers from other agencies just looking on. Never mind the pile of bodies in Wyoming at the train station. And, you know, there's an edge of a cliff where there's just skeletons stacked for days. But this all, all of this happened in broad daylight. And everybody's like, well, he's the agriculture. Uh, he's the livestock commissioner. So it's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I also. The, state, the, the federal government would swoop in if there are that many bodies in that little tiny Montana sure. town. Like, I think you can make a case, too, that uh, Breaking Bad is the greatest series in the history of mankind. And there are things that occur in that show too that are a but little the, bit stretch of reality. Breaking Bad though is it the the Walter White and the Jesse stuff happen on such a small scale that it's 
it's believable. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, there's an entire episode where they create a huge battery or magnet and like completely take out an entire science, evidence science, so science. Like, but like, you know, I, I, I am. So I just bought a book uh, called under the banner of heaven. And it's apparently mm-hmm. about a, uh, a, also a famous book. I've never heard of this book. And my editor, Mitch light just told me to buy it. And like this to me is crazy. And I want to read about this. Um, and like that happened within the, like I find like true crime and things that happen within the realm of reality be far more interesting than. Oh, see, I, I love that stuff too. Like bad blood, the, yeah. the story of, of Theranos and the, the lady who just got it's amazing. I listened to that entire crimes. 15 hour podcast in one sitting. Yeah. I, I read his book and, and, and it's, it's fascinating. I love all that stuff too. I just, I just like it all. So that, but really, Sandra Boynton is who we should aspire to be. 70 million books, sorry. 70 million. If I, we ever get 70 million of anything, we'll be in a good position. Oh, uh, imagine if we had 70 million podcast subscribers. We're By the way, hit that subscribe day. button. Five-star yeah. reviews, please. Stars yeah. matter. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So why are we talking about baby books and TV shows and fiction? Because we're waiting on Caleb Williams. That's why (laughs) we're doing this. We are waiting on Caleb Williams to make a decision. The, The news cycle in college football has paused briefly. The news cycle in the NFL is going insane with with Sean Payton stepping away and uh, the Bears hiring a GM and then jobs open everywhere. We're, we're waiting on to see if the if the news cycle in the NFL will contribute to the college football news cycle. Will the Raiders offer Jim Harbaugh their job? But we're waiting now on Caleb Williams. I spent the night, Ari, looking up enrollment drop dead dates at various schools. So now I know if you want to go to USC. You better be in by the end of this week. If you want to go to Wisconsin next week early, I believe February 4th is your last day. And LSU, I believe you got to be in pretty late, like Thursday or Friday of this week. Um, So you had the most amazing segue of why did we talk about all that stuff? Because we're waiting. How about this for another segue? Fantasyland, Caleb Williams to Wisconsin. Is that, is that like a fantasy is world it, that we want to like explore right now? Do we want to go down that road? Is it a fantasy land, though? Is it really? I just can't imagine everything that I've come to learn about what he and his family want, why Wisconsin would have made the list. And I guess like if you want to like say Russell Wilson model, you know, whatever I, that I happened actually, like 20 I, years ago. I had a ago. Wisconsin fan ask me the same question today because I was texting them about it. And I'm like, how are you feeling? 
They said, why Wisconsin? And, and, and my answer was this. Because you'll play under center. You'll play with a fullback. You'll play with two tight ends a lot. You will, you will check protections. You will set protections. You will be literate in all the things that an NFL quarterback must be literate in by the time you get to the NFL. That would be my reasoning. And, and here's so everybody keeps looking at this from an NIL standpoint is where, where can Caleb Williams get the best NIL deal? I think we're thinking too small in this case. I know most players don't qualify for more than like a local taco place NIL deal. Caleb Williams is not most players. He was the number one overall recruit. He's the number one overall QB. He has shown that he has a very high ceiling as a quarterback. Now, we, we talked about this on the podcast last time. Is he per, a perfect prospect? No, he has work to do. But he qualifies for national stuff. And if you qualify for national stuff, it doesn't matter which school you pick. So, like, are you trying to make you're, the... You're bringing the show to the school. The school's not bringing the show to you. But I think I would push back on the idea that you have to go play under center to qualify or to, to, you to don't, learn the NFL. You don't like, have to. I'm just saying if you were going to say, well, you've, we've played in an air raid now, and, and that's what Lincoln Riley's offense is still at its core, the air raid. They have, they have added a lot of stuff to it. They've added a, a ton to the run game, which makes those quarterbacks, as you can see, there's three of them starting in the NFL right now, more prepared for the NFL than, than they would have been you know, in the pure, uncut Mike Leach, old Cliff Kingsbury air raid. But imagine having that skill set or having been in that offense and then playing in the Wisconsin offense. Suddenly, you're pretty much ready for any playbook you get thrown. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I could see that. It's just like if you want to like make that case, you could say that Wisconsin is should be you know landing Graham Mertz every year, or a, or a top five player every year. Well, and I know that also, it's vers- versatile, but like I think the NFL is catching up to the idea of you if a quarterback we draft comes into the NFL, they have to play our game. Like, I mean, if Cliff True. Kingsbury has shown anything, he's shown that it does, the person doesn't have to be uh, the the perfect prototypical type quarterback to find success in the league. So a- Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid, any Reed of them. Is, is your best example of that. Because the NFL was stubborn for so many years, and I try to think, like, how many great quarterbacks were ruined because of stubborn head coaching, uh, you know, mm-hmm. philosophies. You know what I mean? And, like, now yeah. it's like Caleb Williams is going to go play in literally the most boring offense in college football to showcase his talent for the NFL draft. It's like, it just doesn't maybe. like, what, what, let's just like, you know, you want to talk about creating but maybe a they world. make it more interesting for him. I mean, when Russell Wilson was there, it was a very interesting offense. Yeah. I mean, I guess so, you know, but like in that world, it's just like all of a sudden Wisconsin, beca- like the number one thing, it's like, let's go down the road, you know, let's create our fantasy world. Let's create our Harry Potter and Madison. He goes there. Then uh-huh. all of a sudden, Wisconsin has a, a a sexier, more imaginative offense that isn't just trying to hit off, off tackle till they they run into a more talented team that draws they in have more. A bet, they have a quarterback who can do that. And oh, by the way, what closes talent gaps faster than anything? Quarterback. So like we're mm-hmm. making we're making this we're making this fake. World. Also, also, who's been more successful, Wisconsin or USC over the last five to ten years? If you looked at both of those programs as stocks, which one's getting your money? Wisconsin. So you're more of a Coke investor than like an Amazon? Maybe not Amazon. Let's say like Tesla. Wisconsin, Wisconsin's IBM, 
It's it's your your old old line. Yeah, you're a dividend stock. Mutual you're, you're, fund. You're trying to get a stock Le- that pays leave a dividend. It in the, leave leave it in there for forty years, and you're ready to retire. So you're yes, not like any. Wisconsin. You're not somebody who's like investing in the innovation. You want you want steady right. growth with a dividend or very little growth with a dividend. That's yes. That's you At think that's age, like yes. the perfect thing that embodies who Caleb Williams is. Caleb Williams is like the Tesla prospect. And I'm not even saying like I'm a Tesla person. Like maybe you don't believe that it's maybe it's overpriced, but you would, you know, USC to me is going USC has a much easier path and a much more likely. You path are to falling into the trap. You always fall into with jobs too. you are thinking about where you'd rather live. No, I'm not. Don't do that. Which yes, team has are. an easier path and a more likely path to winning a national championship in five years? It's not even a debate. Like it's not. It's not even. It's not. Which team's gotten closer in the last five? There's years. no Marvel movie. There's no Marvel movie that can even come up with such fantasy land. Wisconsin oh, has yeah? hit its ceiling. I'll give you. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Caleb Williams is Captain Marvel. As my as my family. What is he like? A supervillain or superhero? It's, she's a she. She. Sorry. She's their <laughs> Superman. She's their Superman. She can do everything. She's unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. So you think Caleb Williams could lift Wisconsin into a Big Ten championship in a playoff berth? If Wisconsin has Caleb Williams, how do you feel about Wisconsin playing Ohio State? I think they are in a one game def- scenario. They're definitely way more likely to win that game. It is not that far fetched. I know, but you could also say That's the same I'm thing. Saying, well, how would you feel about Eastern Michigan's chances of beating Ohio State adding Caleb Williams? Uh, they'd be they much would, more likely to win. Crushed. Doesn't mean they're going to. They would no. Eastern Michigan would still get crushed. Ohio State, or excuse me, Wisconsin would have a chance. So I'm playing devil's advocate here, Ari. I, I still, I mean, USC makes the most sense, the Lincoln Riley factor, all that. But USC is, is two recruiting to classes away. Out of hand. Hmm? USC is two recruiting classes away. Maybe one and a half, depending on how Lincoln Riley finishes the Caleb transfer Williams portal. will be gone in two recruiting classes. He'll be in the NFL. No, I'm saying there are two recruiting classes away from having more talent accumulated than Wisconsin has in the last seven years. Okay. It's not even close. And Caleb Williams will be in the NFL in two years. He doesn't have two years. No, I know. I mean, their team is already more talented than Wisconsin's. Even before Lincoln Riley arrived. So, like, I mean, this isn't even a thing. Uh, Wisconsin can also probably block USC a lot plays USC. in a much crappier gonna, conference. Th- those those players, the talent of those players matters, especially if you're a quarterback. Listen, if Caleb Williams picks Wisconsin, I will stand up and applaud the man. I don't not want him Do to it. go there. I think it would Do be. We great. need to make a bet. Do we need to make a bet? I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking that he, I'm not going to bet that he's going there. How much cheese do you need to eat? What's your least favorite cheese? I've never met a cheese I don't like. Oh, how are we going to do this? But you know what grosses me out? You know what the thought grosses me out? Squeezy cheese? And this kind of came up with our baby because she was having constipation issues. And then Britt bought some formula from Germany and now she poops like three times a day. It's amazing. Like our our baby formula is in German is is in German. Um, This idea of goat's milk just grosses me out. Oh, goat cheese is fantastic. Like just like the idea of it coming from goat. You get get the goat cheese with the little with a little bit of blueberry on it. Or I'm not saying that it probably doesn't taste good. I'm not even saying that I haven't eaten it. I'm sure I've eaten it and thought it was really good and not even known. I'm just saying the thought of goat's milk. Like I could go downstairs and crush 
a two, I could drink 2% milk out of a bottle until it's half empty. Chugging. But if it came from a goat, it would buy. But like, if it came from a okay, goat, it would What is it about a cow that seems so much more appealing than a goat? I don't know. Maybe you know this about me, but like I'm mainstream. <laughs> I, I like mainstream why, things like which is USC. Why you can't imagine the idea of, of a of a hotshot quarterback who could go play at USC right now saying, no, I'm going to be a badger. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Wisconsin might be goat's milk. <laughs> we can't say that about America's Dairyland. <laughs> I'm sorry. They are they are cow's milk. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> they are no, cheese I know. Cheese curds I know. all the way. Like which no, are tremendous. No, they by are the way. they are cow's milk. And I will say this just to, to extend an olive branch to the Wisconsin faithful who probably hate me right now. I think Madison is like the best college town in America that I've been to, and we're going to change that hopefully in the fall. Um, and cheese curds are amazing. Madison like, is hard to beat. I, I don't is. care where I take you. It will be tough to beat Madison. Yeah, but I mean, I, will, I guess there's I a difference try. between which stadium is the loudest and which college town is the best. Like, I, I can't imagine that any any SEC college campus is cooler than Wisconsin. It's tough. It's like I said, tough to beat. So, um, but here's the thing, too, we'll, before we'll we move on, I want to say one other thing. When Wisconsin got their heads beat in by Notre Dame, I posted a tweet on the Internet that you ridiculed me about. And I don't know if you remember this, but this was like nine I ridicule you a lot. Four months ago. Yeah. Probably water under the But I said, at what point does Wisconsin consider abandoning their archaic offensive philosophy and trying to do something better? And then you screamed at me. Every single year. And now it's all coming back to you now, right, bud? (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like, to me, like if Wisconsin is looking for the type of break that could mean a renaissance for the program without even having to overhaul its offensive philosophy or the identity that is is one and the same when you think of Wisconsin football, it would be plugging in a mega talent at quarterback like Caleb Williams, who may Correct. attract more talent, who may. And, and it ins- may be Ari that they've, that they've tried. And I would argue they have, you see, you, you've seen them evolve slightly on offense, but they've not had the talent at quarterback to be great. All the at skill doing position that. players. I know they've got really good running backs every year, but their, their and receivers and their defensive usually, backs. Yeah, I know their, their are, receivers are just, have not been, so yeah. maybe that attracts more, but like the thing I don't understand about the scenario is if you're in the, the Caleb Williams camp, who by the way, are right now are just waiting to do a cannonball into a, a pool of attention. What is it? Do you like sit there and say, well, if we go to Wisconsin, we'll have two different types of offenses that we've been proficient under. Like the thing that you just laid out, like, are they thinking that or are they thinking let's go yes. to the flashiest place with here's a cor- what I, here's what I've been told by some people who, have dealt with them that there's a master plan here. And, and we hear that a lot from, from QB families. Like you, you and I have dealt with a lot of QB recruits. It's always like master that. plan. Everyone has a master plan. Yeah. But okay. this master plan is different from the one I, I've heard before, because a lot of those are usually, you know, start at the school by this date, you know, be the, be the be QB one at the, at the college by this date, or it's win the Heisman or it's, it's be a first round draft pick or be the number one draft pick. This master plan is geared toward the signing of the second contract and in the NFL, which is a much longer range plan than we typically hear about. And it's where the real money is. And you want to send your quarterback to a school that has at times looked to have ruined Graham Mertz. 
instead of the quarterback that you or quarterback guru that you initially committed to out of high school with the same vision who now is at a yeah, pro spinning you spin a year with him you know you know exactly what you're getting with him I know, so but it's like it's like taking ha- a pizza out of the oven they got Lincoln the Riley, they'll go to usc yeah yeah i mean i think they're gonna I, if i had to bet my bet would be i'm gonna go with the person that has three first uh three nfl starters uh right now who have all either signed second contracts or will sign second contracts who's won multiple national or i mean uh heisman trophies has been to the playoff and now is is in a place where you can be most visible um while also playing in a conference that you can easily win um while still getting drafted in the first round so like that's, I, I, that's the decision they made the first time or you can be the qb who beats ohio state and become a legend like scott tolzien Didn't even remember who beat Ohio State last time. It wasn't that wasn't the last time they beat them, but no, I don't even beat. remember why Tolzien is a, a legend. What game was that? They 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 had they had some defensive end named Watt on the team too. Yeah, good yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't but, know. It just doesn't. It doesn't. But, it doesn't compute to me, especially when you think like if we did a list right now of the five most proven quarterback gurus at the college level, like. Paul Christ. Paul Christ does it. Is 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 he the one that's moving the needle for you? I mean, and like that's the thing too, which is like, why not go play for for Kirk Ferentz then? I mean, that's a different type of offense. Why not go play for a Navy? They play a different offense. If if Iowa could block better and we're losing their one mega superstar in the line, I don't think that's a terrible idea for a good quarterback. Because you could really elevate them. Yeah, well, I, I want to live so, in a college football world where that stuff happens. It's just hard to believe because well, it never that's, does. That's like the thing. Russell Wilson wasn't – was Russell Wilson like this type of recruit uh, when he was a transfer? Like or, or Russell Wilson's he was, legend. He was really good. Like he was really good at NC State, and everybody knew he was really good at NC State. The, the issue that they had at that time was he and Mike Glennon were both graduating, and O'Brien, Tom O'Brien had to pick one of them. Because one, if he did, if he waited too long, they were both going to leave, and so he had to pick one, and he picked Glennon. Which, I mean, we've seen time and again that Russell Wilson's better at football than Mike Glennon, so he picked wrong. But that was a situation, and, and then Russell picks a situation where that Wisconsin team was pretty ready made, like that was the best team in the in the Big Ten that he walks into, and I, I believe that was Ohio State's interim year with fickle after all that stuff right or, or am i off by a year i think that's right so, all i remember was the hail mary that Ohio michigan state, state was really good kirk cousins was at michigan state so i mean the the big 10 had some really good teams at the top but that that was pretty ready made and he had already basically he had he had proven he was good at nc state but he was still a 511 quarterback what do you, and, what do you and, think would be more shocking Travis Hunter picking Jackson State or Caleb Williams picking Wisconsin? Caleb Williams picking Wisconsin, but but wouldn't that would both things sort of lead you to the same conclusion that maybe this this new era is not going to be completely favorable to the superpowers? Because that would seem like a a different distribution of talent than we expected. And I think that's what everybody wants. I mean, everybody wants that. You know, and they, it's funny. they say they want that, but if this happens, everybody's going to be like, what are you doing? You could go to USC. I know, but if it happens in Wisconsin, rock shit, it'd be great. Like if Wisconsin was really, well, and, really and that's good. The thing, it would, 
and and probably would inform similar decisions later on. Right, right. It all starts with one thing, you know. And it's like everybody thinks is Travis Hunter going to be the the first person who leads the way to Jackson State, and and since then Jackson State picked up another top one hundred player. It's like all it takes is one person to do something and for it to work. You know, it's just like to me yeah. if I were a parent. I, I noticed. Speaking of that, I noticed Shamar Stewart's guy, Shamar Stewart, the the edge rusher from Miami. Uh, our Manny Navarro did a big story on him. Uh, Stewart's guy said Jackson State was not in the mix, although the other guys kept it pretty quiet till they signed. So yeah, I but, mean the whole thing with Jackson like, State is that it's not a thing until they pull the hat out at the last second, and then it's like, oh my god, I can't yeah. believe this. But yeah, um, so I am for that. I don't want people to think that I'm not for it. I just try to put myself in a position where if I were a parent, would you want your kid to do the thing that was new and exciting and as a trailblazer, or would you want to take the shortest path to the money? And I feel like I would take the shortest path to the money. I don't think either, but USC versus Wisconsin, I got to be honest with you, Ari, they both lead to the money. Like, it's not going, going to Wisconsin isn't going to keep him out of the money. You go ball out of Wisconsin, you're a first round draft pick. I mean, I think if he went and took, played Eastern Michigan and took that $1 million just to go, uh, right. he would be a first-round draft pick. I mean, I think any, the NFL- But, well, it, are any Power 5 school, you, if you if you play great as a quarterback, one, you're going to elevate that school. If it's not Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, one, that, one that's already there. But you're going to elevate that program probably to a different echelon. And you are going to be rewarded in the draft. So, but I think you Caleb can make Williams, the case that Caleb Williams could go anywhere and be a first round matter pick. On that front, what's that? I think Caleb Williams would be a first round pick no matter where he went. Oh, oh, if he's in the group of five, I, I, I agree with you. But I think if you're looking for marketability, that sort of thing, you'd probably need to be in the power five. Yeah, but like marketability is certainly not at the top of his list, right? I mean, he's already a very marketable player, but like Wisconsin oh, isn't it, even in the it's, same. It's at the top of somebody's list in that in that in that organization. So, yeah, like it. I, I'm fascinated by this. I really am because the longer this goes, the more I'm just sort of bracing for something odd. Like I keep seeing those fight on emojis get get posted by USC and by Lincoln Riley, and every time it's not him, I'm like, huh, that's something there, but. It's going to happen. He's he's got to announce at some point. I don't think he's going to the USFL or or trying to to challenge the NFL's age rule in court or anything like that. So he's going to pick a school at some point, and and that'll be that. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Ari, I wanted to talk a little more about, and, and I got to say the cynic in me today was like, oh, maybe they would have done it today, but the Sean Payton thing just blew it out of the water. The cynic in me also thinks Sean Payton, maybe he did decide he's he's kind of burnt out and he didn't want to coach the Saints anymore and, and maybe take a year off and do TV. But the timing of this screams to me, I'm promoting my movie where Kevin James plays me. Yeah, that's a weird that's a weird uh, casting job. Well, I was thinking about that because I you know, I was like, okay, well who would I want to play me? And I was thinking who would you want to play you? And believe it or not, there's a website where you can upload a photo of someone and they'll tell you what actors should play you. Did you do this? So I have uploaded both of our photos. If you say Jonah Hill for me, I'm like exiting the the chat. I fully expected Jonah Hill, but it was not Jonah Hill. Okay. And I will tell you that the guy that the 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 app picked for you, I don't know if you're familiar with his work. You you may did you watch Alias? Uh-uh. You already said you don't watch Star Wars, so he he was in the the more recent Star Wars. He was trilogy, in Star Wars. God, get out of here. What's wrong with that? that? That could be Oscar Isaac. It's not, but it could be. I just Googled alias. So, yeah, I, you're not Jennifer Garner, obviously. We're not having her play you. Greg Grunberg is the actor's name. And he's he's sort of a that guy Hall of Famer. And I I would believe him as Ari Wasserman. Oh, yeah. I really good. would. I, I good. Yeah, I mean, at this point. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be a good one. Now, other other possibilities that were 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 thrown out for you, Chris Penn. I don't I, think I don't think that works for you. You don't look like him. Joshua Jackson, Pacey, or Charlie Conway from uh, from the Mighty Ducks. That's a handsome handsome devil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that second guy is not handsome. So, like, I'm like, you know, I went to the gym. I got the personal trainer. I saw your photo on Twitter. I got four months to this wedding. Like, I'm going to get skinny, and then we can redo this. Because, like, this, that I, guy, listen. like, I'm not I'm not the skinniest guy in the world, but I'm not ugly. So, like, if you take an well, ugly person, who was the other person you said? Chris Penn or Joshua Jackson? Joshua Jackson is a very handsome person. Chris Penn is not, is that one is offensive. Josh- you were also a 28% match with George Went, Norm from Cheers. Okay. J- uh, Joshua but you were Penn- a 20 20- doesn't even come up with images. It's a soccer player. Chris Penn, not Joshua. Oh, Chris Penn. So here's the thing. I like a, shows and movies. I don't know actors' names very well. Well, yeah, I, I'm blanking on, on. I think, actually, Chris Penn is a singer. Uh, isn't he the one that, that sings, uh, what if I was Romeo in black jeans? No, no, he's a, okay, no, he's an actor. Plays tough guys. Okay. So it's Sean Penn's brother. Michael Penn is the brother who sang the "What If I Was Romeo in Black Jeans." Um, okay, so who who are you? Tough guy. He's not alive anymore. Wait, I got a couple more for you because oh, no. there's there's one that's spectacular. Okay, you're a 27 percent match for some guy named Maxim Chermakovsky, who I, I didn't recognize the name, but as soon as I googled him, I realized who he was. He's he's from Dancing with the Stars. He's one of the dancers on Dancing with the Stars. He is fantastically handsome like this is who oh you yeah that's my guy that's like mid 20 that's like 25 year old ari right there yeah there you go but the the 26 match is my favorite sean astin 
Rudy himself, or you don't watch fantasy, but Samwise Ganji from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Dude, that's my guy. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. Do you know Rudy. what's so funny is how often I use the Rudy references for how I like think it's like the thing that killed the way of a fan. Absolutely. It's so funny. You want to know what's hilarious? When I was a kid, everybody used to say I look like Goldberg from Mighty Ducks. Um, and then curly hair. Yeah. Like, I mean, back in the day, like when I was in high school, um, okay. The dude from heavyweights, what's his name? Uh, Sean Weiss is his name. I, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, and people used to call me, he was very typecast as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He, he, he had, but like also my personality is just like his in all the movies that he plays. So I, you know, I heard that one when I was a kid, people used to call me Goldberg. So you know, the fact that he's not on the list is kind of upsetting, but I also have I, seen recent pictures of him and he had a drug problem and got clean yeah, and actually like is is looking pretty good looking again. Good? Yeah. Okay. So I, I've been called Fat Ray Liotta before. I don't think we, we look much alike. Uh, Fat Ray I've gotten Gary Sinise before. I don't think I look much like him. I put my face in here and it was that picture I uploaded the other night, the the shirtless one. Which, oh, so you, by went, the way, you went, you put your best self up there. Well, it was just my face. I cropped the face out of it and put it up there because it's all, all they want is the face. Oh, they didn't want your so, six pack in there. That's it. That's not a six pack. That's like a, uh, I don't know. That's I a, see toned that's abdomen. Like six pack of bottles. <laughs> it's not. It's not the six pack <laughs> of cans yet. Um, but no, the reason I put that picture out there is because I know if I gain the weight back, there are thousands of people who will throw that in my face. So it is further momentum to keep the weight off or okay. motivation right, to keep so the here, weight off. Let's hear who, we, who your guys are. All right. So I, I put mine in there. The, the number one match was a was a Colombian director named Antonio Negrete, who I've never heard of. Um, I don't think I look anything like him. He has facial hair and everything. I, I can't even grow facial hair. So I, I don't think that works. Although the person I had was a 29% match for. I was very proud of this. And this is this is really who I'd want to play me in, in the in the story of my life. Nick Offerman, Ron freaking Swanson. That's, That's so my guy right there. That's your guy. Get that. Shave that soup strainer off. You got to be clean shaven to play me. You're in. Oh, uh, Nick also Offerman had the same. Like, like when he's a little bit thinner, like he's he could play you. Oh, he's in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's he's married to Megan Mullally. Like they're, they're the funniest couple in America. Um Roy McElroy was was a match for me. I have no idea why they put a golfer in there, and we don't look anything alike. Who would play you, Rory McElroy? Paul Walker in there. Wow, very handsome. Very looks handsome. nothing like me. Yeah, uh, also not alive anymore. But this game uh, isn't to try to figure out who looks like you. This game is who would be convincing you on the screen. Who would which play is different. you? Dominic Dominic West from The Wire. McNulty from The Wire. Wow, I. I mean, if he could get the accent down, because that that Irish brogue comes through, it feels like. You know what you should and, do when you're done with your list? You should put in Sean Payton's face into this thing and see who it suggests. Oh, this is <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> it, watch it, it be Kevin, be Kevin James. James. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if it really was Kevin James? If if that is if that if that's how they actually cast this movie. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm doing it right now. All right, let's hear. I don't know how uh, long hold this on. takes. It, so, you're going to have to vamp for a second. So I'm going to vamp. Um, 
Yeah, Sean Payton. I'm just trying to cut, pull this picture up and see who I think he looks like. I don't even know who looks like him. Yeah, I don't know a lot of famous people who look like Sean Payton. That's that's the part I don't I don't really get. Of course, this is not working. This is great. Technology is is great until it completely fails you when you're trying to to do a bit on a podcast. That's a shame. I don't know. Maybe it would be Kevin James. <laughs> now I'm looking at these photos and I'm like, is it because Kevin James doesn't look anything like him? Or is it because we only know Kevin James as a goofy mall cop who who played in King of Queens? Well, exactly, exactly. And and it's one of those things where they, I think the King of Queens thing too, like the Kev, Kevin James himself just bothers people because like there's no way that he should have been married to Leah Rimini in any even fictional universe because there's no way he could have landed Leah Rimini in any that's not fi- true any fictional universe oh, that's it, well I guess that's your life is is probably similar to that <laughs> my life is king of queens not I'm wrong not, every that's single a, that's every, actually a lot of sports writers a lot of sports writers do outkick their coverage as yeah as it's because we we're you want to know why because sports writers are good with words and usually when they're good with words they're good with talking and if you express you confidence funny. and you can be funny gotcha. and you know and especially in the world where so much of our communication is through written form you know with texting and messages and stuff even oh. if you you know but well te- that okay text messages didn't exist when i met my wife and yeah, but you well, they existed were, apparently I've, uh, after all those Bengals memes. But nobody was using them when I met my wife in two thousand. Yeah, I mean, even no matter what, now if you meet somebody, you you can't get away from texting. So, like, I think that's a good skill. And actually, people that I'm friends with use me as the proxy. I don't know if proxy is the right word, but they let me craft messages for them on their dating profiles. So you're Sir, you're basically Cyrano de Bergerac. I don't know friends? who that is, but I I have landed dates for my friends before. Um, have you seen the Steve Martin movie Roxanne? I have. It's yeah, it's a long long time ago. But yes, uh, but yeah, I'm very good with opening messages. I'm very clever. I'm quick, and I can make somebody laugh through the screen. I think so. That that has always okay. been. Okay. Did it work, Sean Payton? Oh, here it is. How is that vamping? This by is the, the way? perfect A plus vamping. What's that? It is. It was great vamping. So Sean Payton. Damian Lewis from Billions. I think that's a pretty good match. Yeah, like, that's a good better, match. A little better looking version, but but a good match. But everybody's a better looking Chaz version. Chaz Palminteri, not a match. <laughs> Here's a good one. David Caruso that's from hilarious. CSI Miami. What we have here is murder. You did a, oh my God. You did a very, uh, a very good thing because you can help casting directors moving forward figure out who to cast in movies that they have, you know, they, a fifty million they, dollar budget. Stephen Tobolowski as a match for him. Do you know who Stephen Tobolowski is? I'm googling every single one of these names. As somebody, Ned who, Ryerson from Groundhog Day. Oh, that's hilarious. Bill, yeah. Bill Connors. That's hilarious. Ned, Ned the Head. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is not Sean Payton. But the Damian Lewis thing would be would have been perfect. Yeah. Kevin James, I assume, didn't show up. Kevin James did not show up, but you know what? Kevin James showed up for that movie, and some somebody 
in this world, Ari, somewhere in the, somewhere out here in, in listener land is going to shell out like 13 bucks, possibly 117.50 if it's for the whole family with popcorn and, and, and drinks to watch Kevin James play Sean Payton. I'm definitely going to watch in, that movie. In, in basically the football version of Paul Blart Mall Cop. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I think it's embarrassing how much I enjoy watching movies and shows and how I don't know anyone's name in that realm. Because You won't watch Lord of the Rings, but you'll watch Paul Blart Mall Cop as, as Sean Payton. But I also like I find zero fascination with celebrity news, gossip, and all that stuff. So like people who watch the E! Channel or read People yeah, Magazine, I, I don't, get like, that I, don't I don't know anybody's yeah. real name. Like I could like watch a movie and go, oh, that's the guy from that or that's the girl from that. But like I don't know any of their right. names. Like when I told you Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day, that you that person. You could is, say like that, yeah, I know who Ned Ryerson is and now I know in my head who yeah, that yeah. person is, but I have no idea what their real name is. I just like saying Tobolowski. So there's that, that game on your cell that cell phone game that you play when you're drunk where you put oh, the you thing put it on up your, your forehead. Yes. I am the worst possible person in the history of that game because I like they have all these actors. And like country singers and stuff, and I, I, I've never, I've never heard of any of these people. Like, I feel like I'm completely plugged into pop culture and understanding of all the things that are cool in the world. But like, when it comes to actually being specific about who these people are, I have got no idea. You know why? Because you've learned the names of recruits. Yeah, but I can and tell I, you, I like, find a 12 year old in in Louisville who can throw a, I, a ball 50 yards. Yeah, I, I find when people memorize the 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 24 seven top 100. Like it pushes out a lot of other knowledge. I forgot all the cool like Tupac lyrics from high school because of it. See, I mean, it, you would just be reciting "Brenda Had a Baby" right yeah. now. But you that's can't. probably the last song I'd want to be reciting on the show. But yeah, it's a little bit of a downer. But yes. <laughs> but Ari has a baby. I do, and that baby has slept through this entire show because she's a, she's an angel who has a wonderful birthday. I'm looking at her now on the monitor. We just, we just, we just, the thing that we I did hated the, the most about being a dad for the fir- first four months of her life was the swaddle. It never really felt natural to me. I wasn't very good at it. And now we've graduated into the sleep you, suit. You never, you never, profe- you never professionally wrap burritos. No, I also I, still don't I know. I feel like people- if you've worked at Chipotle, when you have a child and you have to swaddle, you're going to be a natural. It stresses me Everybody out. Everybody else, it's Chipotle very weird. Do it. But now we have this sleep suit that's basically a straight jacket where you put mm-hmm. the baby in the sleep suit. I don't know if they had these. Oh, yeah. And it's weighted and they can't move. So now it's like all you got to do is put a zipper on and it's up and it's good. And she's sleeping great. She's an angel. I've been looking at her in out of the corner of my eye the entire show. And Andy, thank you so much for um, working around my schedule again. I feel like this is becoming a oh. theme and you're the star of the show. So like, I, I feel bad. I was, always- I was hoping that Caleb Williams would make a decision. Like when you said, let's record later in the night, I was like, that's great. We'll know where he's going. We can be like, he's going to USC or he's going to Wisconsin or we whatever. Hurry up and get the show up. Yeah. He probably gonna announce before we, <laughs> before we post it. That's all right. <laughs> Live sleep tight. Ari, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you again on Friday.